0: Hello everyone and welcome to the debug log episode 38. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about team management, specifically how to manage your team properly, differences between managing a local team and a remote team, as well as some tools that you can use to make team management a lot easier. So if you're a manager, a leader, or you're planning to have a bigger team in the future, this is the perfect episode for you. So keep listening to log episode 38. On your mark. Okay. <sighs> Let's do this. <laughs> I want everyone yeah, yeah. to the I need to do some concentration. <laughs> <laughs> Doing some uh, jumping
1: jacks
2: it? in the background. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: Listening to the Log, the podcast about game development. My name is Eduardo Castillo Fernandez. My name's Albino Opara. And I'm
1: Zach Schneider. <laughs> I'm like that hey, you went through your whole first name. <laughs> that is crazy.
0: Of course, I have to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's his whole
2: name, man. He's got to say it all.
0: Yeah, man. So there's no another Eduardo, like, taking credit? No, no, no. This is all mine. <laughs> <laughs> so... Hello guys, and today's episode is going to be team management. So we're going to go through um, why would you like to manage your team, how to manage it, and some benefits of uh, good uh, management. So let's start this. Ovina, um, what is for you team management? like? How would you define it? Well,
1: team management is basically, I guess the the answer is in the name. <laughs> it's yeah, managing yeah. a team. Uh, team could be, actually, what I would actually go and say is like a team could be uh, a single person. It could be, well, well, let me not say that. Actually, team is more than one person, honestly. But, you know, the management, uh, I guess, skills that you need are, uh, I guess, the... Skills you need to manage a team, you should also apply to yourself. Like, especially speaking to our indie developers out there who are maybe not have a, a, you know, a wide range of members and individuals on their team. But this episode, what I'm saying is this episode is going to be applicable to both people who are individuals and people who do have multiple people on their teams. Um, but yeah, it's just managing. Uh, your team uh, their skill set managing their talents managing the time to complete your project um, and, and managing the project you know as it relates to your team so that's what we're going to be talking about is just all those aspects
0: of managing a team to complete a project. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that because sometimes you have to have discipline to treat yourself as you would treat uh, like a, a team a small team or a big team uh, with uh, handling like Recording the time uh, setting all um, goals and, and uh, deadlines. That's really important. And when you have a, a one-man team is it's, uh, Really hard to do that to keep the discipline to do it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean You're a part of that team. So the team's not just other people you're working with you You're a part of that team. So you have to in, kind of include yourself in that management process
0: Yeah exactly so <clears throat> This is going to be a, a good episode uh, if you are a manager or a team leader, or if you're part of a team and you want to have a team like in the future, you want to open your own company or you want to um, grow in your uh, employer company, this is going to be um, awesome <coughs> for for that type of people.
1: Uh, yeah. So, and you didn't really mention, oh, I think you've teased it in an earlier show, but... Actually, like this, this episode comes at a really good time because you have recently uh, launched and, and, you know, I guess you got your your first company started up. And so yeah. I think this is like a really opportune time for this episode. So. So, yeah, this is really cool.
0: Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about um, this topic because not only I just opened uh, Fusion Game Studios, but also at work, I had um, my first team. Uh, like in charge, I'm in charge of three interns um, in my current company. Uh, so it has been a, an amazing experience, uh, and I just want to share uh, all that I've learned with with our listeners.
2: Yeah, they're so, getting him
0: coffee every day, and <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. He's doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. So for everybody that is listening why would you like to manage um uh, your team so first um you have to have in mind that you you, sh- you should make um you should be sure that your team is working together to fulfill your company's goal or your team's goal if you're uh, like independent people working in the same game um uh, you want to make sure that everybody is working together toward that goal or um if you're a established company, uh, you want to make good use of your team force to increase uh, the revenue of your company and make it grow and make sure that you stay in business.
1: Yeah, um, actually, actually, I kind of want to. Can I pause you for just a second? Uh, oh sure. When he said, when you mentioned, you know, uh, fulfilling a company's goals, I think that's actually a good pro- uh, place to stop and say, like. One important aspect of team management is that you have certain goals and certain, not only certain goals for the company, uh, but also certain goals for yourself as a manager. Like you need to know, basically know your role, know your role on the team as a manager, uh, because, uh, you know, you, as, you know, depending on the team size, you could be a manager of a certain discipline, a manager of a certain, you know, project or, you know, it could extend to a, a company like we've we've talked about. So I think you understanding your role as the manager and what role you're serving in management is also very important because that's going to dictate how you manage and what you should do
0: as you manage your team. I think when you say discipline, you mean like, for example, in a big company or oh, you are the leader of IT or you're the leader of the marketing people. Is that yeah, what exactly. Talking? Like
1: engineering, oh, okay. the, your art group, or, you know, the marketing team, or designers, you know, etc.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I guess that's that's how it works. You have to set um, different <clears throat> goals for the company, for the dif- discipline, the disciplines of that company, then for teams, uh, and then individual goals. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Let's go to the meat of the plate. how do you manage your team? um what do you think Zach
2: um really I think the, one of like the the i guess the best tools to have as a manager is to really to, uh, to be able to identify your your uh team's strengths and and really kind of assign tasks based on that um i mean I, from my personal experience i've had i've i've worked with a bunch of people before. On, on a specific project, and I've had people who are really good at some things, people who are really aren't good at other things, and tasks just kind of fell into people's laps as as they happen, um, and things just didn't get done the way they should have gotten done. They weren't getting it done as, as efficiently as they could have gotten done. Uh, but all it took was just uh, uh, reassigning these tasks and kind of juggling around Uh, Of of people, and all of a sudden, everything's running like a well-oiled machine. So, really, being able to identify people's strengths and weaknesses is is a very uh, very key uh, trait of a manager.
1: Yeah, Uh, and yeah, not only just the strength and weak weaknesses, because you know people are like I think we've mentioned this a lot in our previous episodes. It's just you know they're passionate about certain things, Mm -hmm. a game game designers, game engineers, or, you know, developers are going to be passionate about certain aspects of your game or of an idea. So, like, knowing their strengths and their passions, you know, what they're really passionate to work on. And, you know, cause if you hand someone something who's really good at, you know, cape physics, but that's not something they're passionate about, it's going to be hard to, get them to really drive forward and really, you know, do their best to fulfill that goal or fulfill that task, although they can do it from a technical and functional standpoint. But if you give them something they're really passionate about, like, oh man, I love to make crates and barrels. You know, I love to design crates and barrels. Mm-hmm. That's something they're gonna, you know, excel at and, and they're gonna deliver something that's gonna be great every single time. So uh managing, like you said, there's there's a lot that goes into management and there's different types of managers like we've, we've mentioned. It's just like managing both the time, allotments, the the money, salaries. You know, there's a lot that like, can, you can go in that direction or you can also go in, like Zach was saying, like the management of task and like what you assign people and making sure you consider, you know, like you said, the, what they're passionate about, what their their strengths are and what their weaknesses are. So,
0: yeah, yeah that- I totally agree with you because I think when you align like uh, people's passion and uh, expertise... Um, you you will have you will have really good results. Yeah, so I, what, what I, were you going to say Zach? Um I, Like,
2: well, Bina was saying like if if somebody's very passionate about something, they're going to turn in something good. But I mean, I I, I very much agree with that because I personally am not very good at, at certain aspects of uh, of I guess doing like research and things like that. But I I really like doing it, even though I'm not very good at it. So. Like if somebody were to assign me to do that, I would take I I would go above and beyond because I'm trying to learn it, I'm trying to do it. Whereas if they said, okay, well here you're going to go document all this stuff, I hate documenting things. <laughs> uh, Eduardo can attest to this. Um, oh yes. <laughs> um, But I hate documenting things, so I would do it, but I wouldn't enjoy it at all. So um, you know, just just assigning somebody a task that they're very passionate about will means that you're just, you're going to make that person happy and in a happy. Like, and I'm not going to say employee, but a happy teammate is is going to, I guess, it, it be very beneficial to the entire team.
1: Yeah, actually, that, that's actually a good point. Another good point is just like that happiness factor. That's another actually can be a burden on a lot of managers. Like you can't make everyone happy. You can't always assign someone who's passionate about cape physics, give them that cape physics. They they may have to document. So it's it's really, you know, also understanding that that everything's not going to be you know cake and sugar or what I don't know what other expression there is or idiom but <laughs> you know it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows there it is yeah. uh, so for, for in, a teammate so like you have to be able to manage that. You need to, you know, sometimes a task, task someone with, you know, something that they really enjoy. And sometimes it's just maybe a learning experience. Like maybe you need to learn and improve your documentation. Maybe you need to improve how you, you know, UV certain objects or models. So, uh, so it's not always the good part, you know, you know, you're you're not always playing the happy person and just handing out candies to yeah, besides, you,
0: you might have two people that like the same thing, but there's only one uh, project. Let's say they like, I don't know, mobile games, and you have uh, only one <laughs> mobile game project, and there's for only one developer. Well, <laughs> you have to decide. So you might alternate, or I don't know. You have to make a decision at that point. But, yeah, yeah in, in any case... Um, All these uh, can be implemented or uh, come together if you have really good communication with your team. That's a a key, not only in team management, I would say that for everything, like with your partners, with your friends, with uh, your family, you always have to have good (coughs) communication. And a good way to uh, to communicate with your team and know what they like or what they want to do is having uh, one-to-ones, like frequently. and oh, Like one-on-ones, like, yeah, talking with uh, a team member? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh-huh. yeah um, so you call um, each one of your uh, team members and uh, you tell them what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, uh, how do you think they can uh, <laughs> grow. Uh, but not only talk about them, they um, could tell you what they want to do, or uh, how they can improve the the team, or uh, what you're doing wrong as a manager. So it's like feedback from both sides, so the team can grow. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, one thing actually, I think we should definitely highlight because this is this has been a huge thing for me uh, with my company and with our the game that I'm working on. Uh, I mean, the the thing is like the whole deck, I guess the separation between being a local team, like everyone being in the same room, same state, same office or being a remote team where people are spread across either the state, you know, the country or even the world. Uh, and for me, it's been like the world. People are scattered around everywhere. So there's different time zones. So th- like these are management considerations that especially when you get to the remote side of things, you're going to have to consider a lot more than, you know, someone that's just local. Uh, not a lot more because I think local people have their own set of problems. Um. Um, that maybe remote people don't have. But I'm just saying that there's there's a lot of other problems, other considerations you need to take into consideration when you're a remote team. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, And speaking on the communication, like one on ones, for instance, um, they have to take a different light or they t- take a different approach when you during when you want to attempt a one on one with a remote team member um, And sometimes that can't even po- can't be possible like you could be sleeping while he's, you know, busy working <laughs> yeah. At 3 a.m. A. So that's a good point. Th- these are things you have to really consider and, and take into account when you are uh, Managing a remote team um and I guess I could just speak to me for communication uh, as a as a remote, uh, I guess, manager. Um, one of the problems we have, uh, you know, like another problem is like just technology, like finding the right technology to fit your needs as a as a remote team. Uh, I think we for the longest we use Skype um, to communicate as teams, uh, we like separated. So here's just some I guess some of the advice that some of the. Uh, actual practical things that I've done as a manager uh, for a remote team is just, you know, establish uh, good communication lines. And like I said, we use Skype for the longest uh, until it just became a little unwieldy as far as managing groups and uh, specific parts of our team, like, uh, you know, the marketing team, the website uh, designers, we've had, you know, the modelers, the programmers. Um, it just became a lot easier when we switched over to Slack. Um, so, you know, Slack is another free slash you know it's paid for a service um that really helps manage you know ma- really helps with the communication aspect of uh, managing a team um so yeah so and, and outside of that uh i don't know i don't want to rant on forever <laughs> because you guys might have yeah. other no no
0: no uh, no but you're you're saying um really good tips like uh one of the things maybe this is uh I'm going to say it anyways. (laughs) One of the good things uh, about Slack that facilitates communication uh, in your team is that you can create groups. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, if you don't want to send a a message that everybody needs to read because you're talking to a person specifically, just send a message to that person Um, so everybody keeps doing what they're doing. And uh, that's okay. Well, and yeah. another good thing about Slack is
2: you can not only can you create well, you do create these groups, and then you can also uh, message individual people. But you can also create um, groups for specific projects. Uh, that's something that we actually do with the debug log. So, uh, for instance, our our debug lounge uh, show has its own uh, its own conversation. Uh, our podcast Channel. has its own conversation. We have a general conversation, and these are all different places where we can have different types of
1: discussions. Yeah. So yeah, they, they allow for those channels. Uh, another thing that Slack is really good for, I think we're like, <laughs> we need a like endorsement from Slack after this. Right. <laughs> yeah, <I don't laughs> another <know. laughs> thing they're really good at is uh, the integrations they allow, like for both for my, in the personal company that I'm working on and for, um, my actual nine to five, I guess we use, you know, Slack integrations for our, you know, version control, um, and for our continuous integration. So it's constantly sending, it can be annoying, of course, like constantly sending like alerts, like when a new build is kicked off or we've got new check in from a programmer or artist or designer. So you're constantly kept up to date. And that's another way to form. This is actually this is twofold. It does show you that, you know, people are working on the project, which can be a motivator and you can see the progress on a project. Uh, but it's also just good communication. See, you know, that your servers are running. The build is OK. Everything is green light. So that's another form of communication, uh, not so much from the manager management point of view. But, you know, it's just like overall process. And, you know, you have to be cognizant of it as a manager as well. And that's something you may want to consider when you're dealing with either a local or remote team is, you know, maybe doing those Slack integrations and let people know
0: what's going on in the actual project. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you mentioned the version control, because that's one of the things that you must have. If you have like a remote team, you have to have set up. Uh, that's true. Yeah, a version control system to make sure that everybody can download the project and work together. Otherwise, what are you going to do? Send them the project in an email? You cannot do that. And that works for both for local and remote.
1: I think this is why we in our version control episode, we really, really, you know, stress that is this it's just, it's just uh, such a advantage to have version control. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. something you really don't want to start a project without um, almost regardless of the size, uh, I would say uh, it's it's more harm. It's more good than harm to to have version control for a project. Um, so, yeah, that's a good point.
0: Yeah, I'm um, going back to the uh, communication topic one of the things that you can do as a manager is having a lunch with your team to create, it's like a team building activity so everybody can relax, talk about something else that is not just work, and you can get to, to know each other, which makes working together a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so,
1: go ahead. Sorry, uh, I keep interrupting, but well, yeah, I another one uh, another good thing about, you know, having those lunch together and and I think Eduardo was touching on this is just managers do have that responsibility in, in addition to like tasking things out and and scheduling time, but also for building a culture for their company. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the things you one of the things you're tasked with whether inherently or, you know, explicitly is just to start building culture uh because the more the better culture you're building for a company is you know, the more people are going to be excited to work for your for you, you know, for a project, um, for a particular task. There, that's that's going to help get them excited because they're a part of something that's bigger than a task or bigger than just a project. They're part of a, a, a company and a team and, and a family, you know, if you will. Um, so. Culture is very, very important From a, if you're you know, you're wanting to build a company, build a, a team, uh, whether you're local or remote, even doing things remotely. That, that's another thing that we, we did, uh, I'm doing with my team. Um, we sometimes play games online, you know, just with each other. Um, Nerds. Like League of Legends. I know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It's, it's called. I'm fine with it. it, it but it, it does help. It helps build, commu- uh, build team building. It's like a good team building experience, just playing a game with each other. And seeing how each other you you all interact with each other, so that's really helpful.
0: So, yeah, I especially
1: when you, you're not talking day to day, it's you need something to engage with someone, and that you're working. You know, you're building something together. You're building something, and you know, like for, for my game, it's like it feels like a child to me. It's like my baby, so it's good to be <laughs> building something with someone I know and I, I care about, and you know, I know them personally. You know, outside of just you know their Slack handle or something. And lunch is a lot more fun than a trust fall exercise. Sure, that's true
0: Yeah, Vina, you made a really good point um, Talking about the culture of the company Because that's uh, one of the most important jobs of a manager And uh, as a manager You have to make sure that you help your team grow um, Which is part of the Well, not always It should be part of your um, company's culture Make sure that your employees are happy They are learning And um, they are motivated um, for their job because always if you have um, happy employees they're going to work uh, more motivated and the, at the end product is going to have a higher quality so guiding your team members uh, and working with them is something that a manager should do because remember you not always have like um, super expert or senior developers um, sometimes you have um Junior developers that uh, doesn't have exp- don't have experience with a version control system, or they don't know how to structure uh, a Unity project. Oh, what did I put in this folder? Can I just create a a bunch of game objects? No, no, no. You have to guide them, uh, make sure that they document things correctly, uh, and just set up like the standards of the company so everybody can work together and understand each other's code um things like that um do you guys want to expand on that point um uh,
2: i guess your team's not always uh, I wanna... Uh, I like how you kind of like separate it. So there's there's growing your team, like as in the number of members, and always, and growing your business. But there's also uh, growing your team as like as skill based and as uh, like just growing as people as well. So you, yeah, like, professional. Yeah, exactly. So like like you said, you know, sometimes you have like for instance, in, in your case, you have interns that are working working under you, and and it's it's almost your job to to develop them. Right. So they're, they're not there just to do work for us. They're there to do, to learn from us as well. So it, you know, you just kind of have to, to guide their, their learning.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Like for example, when, um, in the, what the first day? Yeah. The first day or the second day when they started, one of the things that I did was, um, go to one of the office, um, uh, tell them how they're going to, to work as a team. Um, because you know, in school, you do some projects with one people, one person or two, but eh, it's, you really don't have a guide or anything like that. It's not like professional team, so you have to tell me, okay, this is um, the standards of the code. You have to um, set, create, I don't know, the namespace, um, add comments to all the methods have a like state document, things like that. Uh, In version control, always branch your um the project that you're going to work on and the the trunk or face project is always going to be clean and ready for production. Uh things like that that um they don't really need to know when they are in school, but they need to know it when they are working in a company. So Think?
1: I think I think that uh guiding team members is like you said, is a very important aspect of, of managers. Uh but I would actually well another thing I would say is as a manager you you might you, it's also good to not try to over guide team members. You you don't want to overstep not overstep but like overcompensate and over manage and yeah, 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 basically yeah. over manage it by yeah, over guiding. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. handholding because that's when you're you're starting to not help them grow as much. You're you're spoon feeding them information, which is not going to actually grow them as a professional or grow their character. So you, you need to. It's really have to. You have to manage how you manage because if you <laughs> overmanage, you know, it's it's really could be a detriment to your team members. So you want to allow them to be be their own leaders as well as being a follower of you. So uh, let them grow by themselves. In some cases. Yeah, no,
0: you're right. In, in, in general, in life, everything is a balance. You have to make sure that uh, you help them, but you don't macromanage them like you're saying, uh, because at that point, you're stopping their development or uh, slowing them down. So, yeah, you have to uh, let them make mistakes and all the type of things that we do to, to grow professionally. So another, oh, and this is important, not only if you're not a manager, uh, you can also guide other team members and help them. Like that's the idea of the team. Everybody help each other and uh, contribute toward um, a main goal. But another thing that a manager or, or a leader, a team leader should do is set individual goals per team member to make sure that. Everybody is making progress not only for the project but um, as a person. So, in your one on one, uh, one of your developers could say, Okay, I want to um, improve my 3D skills. I'm working in a uh, MMO. So, you want to make sure, Okay, did you learn how to add the animations, stuff like that, and regularly. Make sure that your team members are meeting their goals. Um, anything else that you want to add, guys?
2: Um, yeah, just that that you know, oftentimes people work at different paces. So, like like you said, uh, setting individual goals and and not applying the same standard to everyone can often like help individuals you know feel more confident in what they're doing. So.
0: Yeah, that's good. So, again, as a manager, another of your um, tasks, I would say, is keeping up the motivation of your team. So, how can you do that? Well, just recognize small victories. So, you're setting up goals. When someone meets their goal, I don't know, uh, go to lunch together or just... Tell it to everybody, send an email congratulating that person. Um, You might think that that's not important, but that's really important for some people. Um, Sometimes even more important than uh, uh, an increase in salary or something like that. People really are um, uh, emotional. Uh, So just have that in mind. And in general, just have um, team, mem- team building activities. Um, for example, hey guys, can we say uh, names of other companies? <laughs> or we're gonna say that. I mean, just do company A, company B. <laughs> well, okay. In, in my wife's previous company, they had something called Fun Day, where the whole company, like 200 employees, Go to um, Dave and Buster's or um, Top Golf, and they have a, a blast that day. Everybody playing together. So forget about work. Uh, the whole company is going to pay for that. So how often does that happen? Like once a month. I'm going to work there.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So those are just things that you can do to uh, keep up the motivation and uh, make sure that your team. Is happy and you contribute to the culture of the company. Yeah. So what would you say are the benefits of pro- properly managing a team, Movina?
1: You said uh, benefits of good team management? Yeah, we
0: have mentioned some of the...
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think uh, we've mentioned that we've touched on a lot of them. And that, and that is like, hey, um, you know, you're definitely going to have people that are excited to work for you and for the project that you're working on. Yeah. Um, Cause, you know, if, they, if they're, like we said in the previous episodes, like if, if someone feels like they're being utilized to their, the most of their ability, their talents are being utilized. They don't feel like they're just a cog in the wheel. Uh, they're contributing to something they believe in. They're just going to be happier and they're going to be more excited to work for, on that project. So that's one of a major benefit that you can have for properly managing a team member, uh, and properly managing a team. Uh, well. Managing the uh, benefit of managing a team is that, you know, your product, your product is going to be, you know, like you said, a higher quality. It may it's going to hopefully get delivered on time. It's you know, it's just going to be overall more uh, better produced, uh, you know, game or or project. So um, I could have said it better. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more to it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I say the happier people and and and. Being that much more efficient, I guess. Um, for me, like managing, it's it's about efficiency and about and about making making sure everybody on the team is is happy with what they're doing. I mean, it's not always going to be that way. Not everybody's always going to be happy, but if you if you do it the right way, then they won't be unhappy. If if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, those are really good points. So, but just in case you feel like, well. I'm doing um, a lot for my team and they're growing and all that. What happens if they leave? Well, just have in mind that it's better if you have um, really happy employees that grew in your company and left with a a good impression uh, than having someone that is really unhappy in your company doing things because they have to do it because they need the money to pay the rent. in the, in the long term, because at the end, the product is not going to be good. Um, they might leave errors just because they don't feel like finishing in and they think that nobody uh, is going to notice. Just have um, happy employees, even if they leave. At the end, they might recommend someone else to work in your company because the, the, the culture of your company is awesome. And yeah, uh, yeah. And I've everybody before, would like to work sure. with you. So. <laughs> Uh, So I just have that in mind
1: uh, Before moving on I I feel like um, I think we'd be remiss If we didn't Like list some of the You know Just some practical things For some of our listeners To you know Grab hold of And and utilize For managing their team I know In my I guess my career As a game developer I've picked up a lot of You know Tools um, You know uh, I guess practices As a manager That I would be happy to share right now, especially like, uh, like we've already shared Slack for one communication, uh, but no time management, like, uh, managing tasks. I think, um, I think in we've actually, we may have mentioned this on another episode too, but, uh, we've used Trello before, which was, uh, it's like a a command board. Um, basically just throw task on a, on a, on a board. Ben, I think, I mean, uh, Trello has a lot more a lot more features. Like you can add to the calendar, you can set up weeks and, and days and, and set up notifications. Uh, have profiles for each team member, so it, it's really helpful uh, in that regard. And it's free, so that's uh, another plus. You can also um, time estimate tasks on that, right? Yeah, yeah, you can time estimate. Yeah, okay. I think, or is that, I don't know if that's a plugin, but maybe that's integrated. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, there's, um, I think a lot of people have heard of Jira, which is more of a popular one that's Atlassian, um, which is really good for, you know, re- entering tasks, setting up tasks, assigning tasks, and tracking tasks. It's really good for tracking tasks and the life, you know, the life cycle of a task or, or, or bug. So,
2: yeah, really I, I've, we, at where I work, we, we just recently started using Jira. And it, it's really, like, like Obina said, it's really good for assigning tasks and, and in tracking the, the state of tasks. But, uh, I mean, it's highly possible that I'm using it wrong, but it's actually kind of harder for me to at least time estimate tasks in that because I think you can only put, add time estimations to, like, epics in, in stories and not the individual tasks and bugs, uh, which is kind of annoying. Uh, so if you if you work for, uh, what, was the, what was the company again?
1: Atlassian? Yeah, uh,
2: fix that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, but also it, um, it, it also works in conjunction with uh, another one of their products, uh, products, which is called Confluence, which you can actually uh, it's a it's a great place to keep uh, like living documents and things like that. So it's like a, um, a better Dropbox. So you can see when somebody modified this, this, um, I guess, uh, document, you can see uh, what they modified. It sends out emails whenever things are modified or added. Uh, all these cool, th- cool features that it has. Um, and I mean, it's a great place to keep meeting notes and things like this. And it, they, it's it, I think it's also integrated with Jira as well. So our Jira is integrated with that. I think the, the confluence section, their bigger product.
1: Yeah, I think I think the, it's their whole suite. I think that's the advantage you get when you when you uh, lock latch on to the Atlassian products like Kajira, Confluence, and uh, Team City. Which is the, Team City, which is their. I think it's Team City. Yeah, Team City is their uh, c- uh, continuous integration. So then you have you know tasks or builds or, or bugs get pushed from, you know anything that you're working on can get immediately shuffled over to that continuous integration and, and all that. Is tracked in JIRA. So it's really good when you're working with that suite of project products, you're getting all that integrated and basically the whole pipe and and workflow for team managers. That's like their that's their bread and butter, like having all that integrated and in in one place. so You don't have to search. You don't have to do some of it in Google Drive, some of it in Trello, some of it in JIRA. It's all right there. So that's a major advantage. And I would recommend using that as as any developer. I used it for a time until my team grew you know, beyond that. And right now we're using, uh, dang it, I just forgot the name. It slipped my mind, but it's a a web-based tracking system. Uh, Dang it, where is it? Uh, I keep talking and stalling while I try to remember. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) oh man, it's really, it's at the tip of my tongue. But anyway, uh, I'll probably put it in the show notes and if I remember that as well. Uh, But it's a great tracking tool as well. Uh, And it's free. Uh, It's all web-based as well. Um, so' it's, it's really helpful um, having these free tools for as an indie developer to manage
0: and, and track tasks yeah I'm glad that um, I started talking about the tools because mm-hmm. in our debug launch um, one of the uh, members Evan Wilson was talking about changing from Evernote to um, Google uh, Google Drive and uh, there were some Good conversation around that. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was like, uh, he thinks that Google Drive is more simple, is simpler and um, easier for uh, adding the documents and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, things like simplicity or uh, functionality. Uh, those are the type of things that you have to have in mind when you pick um, one yeah. of these tools. And one of the things um, that he but, mentioned, sorry,
1: go ahead. one of the Do things he on? mentioned uh, about that uh, Evernote versus Google Drive is that, you know, he was working as an individual by himself for right now. But, you know, he, when he starts to consider working with more people or working with remote people, that's where, you know, Google Drive really starts to shine for him in that it's easy to share. It's easy to collaborate with um, and it's still free, you know. So... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, these are definitely considerations you need to make as a manager, as uh, uh, someone that's, you know, running, I guess, running the show or running a part of the the show, if you will, is, you know, you know, balancing local versus remote. And and considering that and the tools you use, the team members you hire or, you know, bring on um, and the project, I guess, and how you scope your project. So,
0: yeah, and this is something that we haven't talked about um, so far, I don't think in any of the episode, and it is uh, when you're a manager, you have to decide uh, what type of software development methodology are you going to use. Um, Scrum, Kanban, or you're going to work in a Sprint, things like that. Because when you're a solo um, developer, you don't need to meet <laughs> with yourself. I mean, that's absurd, but when you have a team, you have to make sure that everybody is, uh, you have to keep the communication. And a way to do that is have a quick scrum, like every day, I don't know, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, really quick, and you know what everybody's doing. Or um, you can have that sprint, like if you're at a higher level, uh, let's say you're the manager of, the engineering manager, um, you set up sprints like, okay, every 15 days I'm going to make, Meet with the team. The first team, I don't know. Uh, so and they describe what they're doing, uh, how they, um, what progress are they making, things like that. So. Yeah. So, Do you know, any other uh, methodology, Ivina? Well, not not a different methodology, but I think it's it's
1: always important, especially when we're talking about these team management things. Is when we're talking about local versus remote. Like the local person, it's so easy for them to say, "Hey." You know, next time you come into work on Monday, we're going to sit down and do a, a quick sprint or every day we're going to do uh, a stand up um, for however long it takes. Uh, but for a remote team, you may not be given that luxury and, and you rarely are. You, as if you're dealing with someone who is across the world or across even across the the state, it's hard to stand do a stand up. It's hard to get people together. Um, so one thing that I would recommend is um, not to not do it because it's really good to, to be in constant communication and and know what's going on with other aspects of the game. Uh, but actually, I'm going to give you give you guys the keys to the kingdom here is uh, one thing <laughs> that we did is um, we into like what like I said with Slack is we integrated. Um, uh, it's called uh, a geek bot or, bot or something. And what it does is like it basically is a stand up. It emails people or it sends a message to those individuals every. Uh, every weekday, so Monday through Friday, you know we get basically get a stand-up uh, report from them. It's like, what are you guys doing today? What what, what was your? Uh, do you have any blockers for today? Do you? Do you what's your plan for tomorrow? Or what did you do yesterday? Essentially, whatever the three questions are, it's a development. But it's just journal. really quick. Yeah, it's just a real quick, uh, and and it serves as a journal, so we can use it for our dev blogs later. So, um, so that that's a one way to, as a remote person, to not just get away from planning sprints or, or planning standups uh, and, and actually planning sprints is another beast because as a remote um, manager, you can't really control that. You know, there's people, especially as a remote team, people are across, like I said, across different um, time zones and, you know, things come up and crop up in life that you may not be able to account for, just like in, in the everyday to day. But I think, uh, especially if you're, you're not paying people, <laughs> that's when a really good stuff yeah. as any developer is, you really can't expect someone to always be there and always meet certain deadlines because things always crap crop up, not crap, crap out. But I guess the same thing.
0: I mean, have you worked with someone like in other continent? Yes,
1: yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I currently work with people <laughs> in Germany, France, um, someone in India before we've worked for people, Greenland, um, Netherlands, they've been all over, literally all over Ohio, California. That's crazy, man. So, yeah. You're
0: sleeping and they're working on the other way around. Oh, man. It's
1: tough, but it's really cool when you see, you know, a project still blossoming with all those, you know, all that. And it take like I said, it does. It does really take a good manager, and I wouldn't. I'm not going to take credit from that. That's actually our uh, producer that does a lot of the management, and his name is Adrian. So I'll give him a little shout out. He does an excellent job managing people all over the country.
0: Cool. Anyway, well, there you go. <laughs> Tips and tricks from Avina. <laughs> 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 oh, <that's too> <laughs> okay, so I think. We're done with the topic today, but uh, we want to mention a couple of things. So, again, we're still recording uh, episodes of our the Debug Lounge um, every Saturday. Um, remember to um, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, I will add you to the to the group, or just search in Facebook the Debug Lounge and request to join, and we will accept you. Um, So yes, if you want to, uh, you're releasing a game or you want to talk uh, about your game, which is still in development, or you released a game uh, before uh, and you want everybody um, to listen what you have to say, just tell us about um, when we ask that we're going to record uh, an interview, just write a comment and we will have you in mind. Um, what else Alvina?
1: No, I think that's that's it. Just definitely uh, send us an that's email it. at the debuglog.com or at gmail.com and we will get you uh, invited or you know we'll add you to the debug lounge uh, and definitely we definitely want to keep those those interviews coming because we've already had like I think six, five or six uh, recorded uh, And we plan to Actually get that released And started on our anniversary Of this show So In the next month really We're going to be Releasing the new Debug
0: Lounge show So that should be really Really fun Really exciting uh, so yeah. Oh no Something else So this week Another of our listeners Donald Prescott um, Asked how he can get um, One of the Debug log T-shirts Well We're going to set up The um how is it called? Teespring. Yeah, Teespring. So you can uh, buy one uh, or two or whatever um, if you want to. Uh, we will let you know in the in, in our Facebook page um, and in the in later episodes when when it is ready. But uh, we're working on that. So until the next episode. Um, You can find me on Twitter as EduardoCF1989. And I'm at OBeans, that's O with an H, Beans with a Z. Uh,
2: And you can just email me at Zach at the debuglog.com. And he will never check it. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, I will actively ignore it, so just send it to
0: me. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, then that's all for today. That was an awesome episode, and see you later. Bye. See ya. Bye.